Oscar, where's 1049 Park Avenue? This is 1049 Park Avenue! Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? Hello, and welcome to 1049 Park Avenue, an Odd Couple podcast. This is Ted Linhart here with Garrett Eisler to talk about season three, episode 12 called Odd Father. It is available on Paramount Plus, but uh, for some reason they have, I think, mislabeled it and called it season three, episode 13. Paramount Plus, formerly known as CBS All Access. Correct. You know, Uh, one thing, Ted, I... I don't know whether they did much of a, re, uh, a reboot of the whole site, but I did no. notice an improvement. Yes. One of the things I used to hate about CBS. I Alexis, know what you're going to say. Pausing. Something about pausing. Yes. Right. Yes. So I even wrote to them. So on oh, CBS good, All yeah. Access, in the old version, if you paused, the screen would go small and they'd bring right. up an ad. Even if you paid for a non-ad version, as I did, in Paramount Plus, that's gone. That you can pause it and it, you can still see the screen and the closed captioning. Yes, they listen to you. Wow. Yes, I, I wrote a comment. Uh, I have a feeling I wasn't the only one early on saying that that's really annoying. Well, that's yeah. I'm glad you noticed that because I, I we would always talk about like I was always wondering how you were able to freeze frame it. <laughs> so there was a way to freeze frame it. Yeah. If you if you hit the space bar while you were watching, uh, it would there would be a way to trick it so it didn't go yeah. small. There was a way to do that. So we're we're very glad to announce that it is now possible. Yes. Okay. Do you want to talk about the writer? Yeah, there are two writers. It's a this episode, Odd Father, is uh, credited to two writers who I don't think are writing as a team. They are Steve Zacharias, or Zacharias, and Michael Leeson, uh, who didn't seem to work together otherwise throughout their careers and wrote I don't... different. The name episode. Michael Eason, why do I associate that with Give Me a Break? Is that correct? Perhaps because he, uh, let me just check to make sure, but he wrote for many sitcoms, including. Um, do you have that on there? Including I Married Dora. Oh, well, <laughs> that's much. Heard. Oh, that's with Danny Hugh Kelly. Yeah, that was a sort, oh. short lived show where Danny Hugh Kelly married a, uh, or married a, uh, a Latin American woman to keep her in the country then they fell in love Uh, you are good i just picked that at random um but actually he wrote for the cosby show uh was his big 80s credit and in he wrote some for taxi he wrote partridge family and wrote some other gary marshall like happy days i don't see give me a break but what i thought you were going to say is that he is most known for uh some later screenplays including uh the war of the roses the Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner comedy, the tuxedo as oh, in Jackie, Jackie Chan, Chan oh, okay. tuxedo, I think. Uh, so, and in fact, both of these writers are better known or uh, unlike a lot of the TV writers we've seen, these are two writers who actually have big screenplays in their credit because Steve Zacharias is the creator of revenge of the nerds. Oh, wow. Original screenwriter. Uh, in addition to several, uh, fine television programs so uh they i don't know this seems like maybe a thing that went through two different drafts they didn't t- team up on other odd couples although they um uh, leeson did go on to write a few other odd couples and leeson also went on to do the screen or be a, have a screenplay credit on the famous or infamous gary shandling movie you know what i'm talking about no what planet are you from oh i don't I don't even know about that movie. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, interesting uh, failure of the film. Yeah. Okay. So we open on the exterior of the San Remo, as we talked about a few weeks ago. The doorbell rings and Felix answers it. Murray's at the door with a small chess set and says he's there for his chess lesson. Felix apologizes and says the chess lesson is canceled. Murray whines. Why? <laughs> Felix says, my daughter Edna is visiting. Okay, we learned in the first baby that Murray is Felix's friend and drove Gloria to the hospital to deliver Edna. So why does Felix have to say my daughter Edna? That is 
so annoying to hear a character have to say that for, I guess, the sake of the viewing audience. But Murray knows who Edna is, especially with the name Edna. We would hope. No, he does. Yes. yes. He was there at her birth. Yes. Isn't it fun, cute how uh, Murray and Felix have all these little, they keep coming up with little Routines. activities and yes. hobbies, things yes. they do, whether it's he, they, Felix bakes cookies for Murray. Or pours him coffee. Gives pours him coffee. coffee, trains him, teaches him Gilbert and Sullivan, and now he's uh, giving him chess lessons. So Murray asks how she is, and Felix hesitatingly says she's fine, but she's only here for the weekend, and he wants to spend as much time as he can. Murray says he understands, but they're in the middle of a game. He says, quote, I made my move, pawn to king four. That's a famous Russian defense play. Felix then moves a piece and says, checkmate. I have no, I'm not, I don't know anything about chess. Is that a well, real thing? Well, checkmate, I believe. I know what checkmate is, <laughs> but is the... Pawn to King Four. I don't. I mean, I. I don't. Are they talking real chess, or are they just? Making I stuff have. N- I have no idea if that is a move that has ever been talked about before. Now, by and is it a famous Russian defense play? Do you know that? I have no idea of that, but Russians have, or especially at that time, yes, uh, have, were associated with well, being chess champions. That I know too. Um, I watched Queen's Gambit on Netflix as well. I did not. That's really good. Uh, so Murray has a dejected look after he loses and says, I'll never beat Bobby Fisher. And Felix says, we'll start slowly with Eddie Fisher. <laughs> uh, and then he closes the door and says, see you next week. He then walks slowly towards the bedroom and he calls out Edna's name. Edna comes out and asks if that was Uncle Oscar. And Felix says, no, he'll be there soon. His plane is late. Uh, Edna is now played by Doni Oldman. Yeah, she's changed a lot in one year. Yes, it's no longer uh, Pamela Firth. Pamela Ferndon. Pamela Ferndon. Sorry, Miss Ferndon. Um, was the last time we saw her was in the uh, uh, Good Bad Boy or the 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 juvie yeah. school yeah dance? Was that season two? I can't remember. Yes, now. season two. Yeah, because okay. we didn't watch season one. Remember? So they didn't change her at least in the same season. Yeah. So this was her first major role, uh, and she did a little more TV after this, like Eight Is Enough and Maud. But and she is older than yes. Uh, well, I guess so. I did not look up the ages of the actors. Well, she looks older than... Yes. Than, well, yeah. Uh, Pamela Ferndon. Pamela Ferndon. Uh, I believe, you know, Pamela Ferndon wrote... Uh, she is very active on the Facebook page of uh, one of the Odd Couple groups, I think. I love the Odd Couple. Um, and she told the story of how she left the show. And I believe she said something like that it, uh, was she actually was put on another show or something that made it impossible for her to continue with the Odd Couple. So it wasn't... There was a something behind the scenes that wasn't simply like, oh, we need to replace her with an older actress. Yeah, it does seem like they aged her up a little bit to give her. Yeah, some... this this actress is much more like teenager type. We are now yeah. seeing Edna as basically a teenager. It's a little which bit I like guess her birthday was. She was twelve or something last time. Or the boy was the clown birthday part. The clown, yeah, the clown. I think there's a. I think there's a. If we dug into this, I think there'd be some problems here. A little <laughs> okay, bit like fa- like Family Ties when yeah. Brian Bossel <laughs> joined. Um, so, uh, so Felix asks, what is she doing? And she says, nothing. And Felix asks her to come to the kitchen and help him clean up. And he asks her what she feels like doing tonight. She says she wants to watch TV in her room. And Felix says, you can do that anytime. I get to see you so seldom. Let's make it something special. And it says she likes television. Felix says, that's all you do, watch television. Don't you have any other interests? Come on, let's talk. We have a lot of catching up to do. What do you do most of the time? And she says, well, hack around. And Felix says, you've got a cough? Your mother didn't tell me that. <laughs> and she says, no, that means, you know, hack around. And Felix says, well, where do you hack? And Edna says, oh, around. And while she says this, she's using the dial of the phone, kind of just like rotating the dial on what is an old rotary phone. And Felix, Felix says, please don't do that. You're really growing up, aren't you? Have you given any thought to what you'd like to be? And she says, no. And Felix asks, what does she like? What do you like to do? And she is now pulling the phone cord. And Felix says, again, don't do that. Edna again answers, hack around. Felix says they should play some records. Edna says she doesn't have her records there. But Felix says they will play his records. She says all his records are opera and Italian. And she doesn't understand the words. And Felix says her records are in English. And he doesn't understand the words. Edna says she likes to watch television. 70s generation gap. Yes. Felix says, but there's so many things in this world to do. 
and then ask what, Felix? It's anything. Ask me any subject. I'm an expert on every one of them. A multi-subjectival. Edna says, I can't think of anything to say. Felix grabs her hand warmly and asks if she's getting everything she wants out of life. Is she missing anything? Edna says, just her TV shows. Felix says, if he can come in and chat with her, ask if he can come in and chat with her during the commercials. And she says, sure. As someone who watched a lot of TV as a child, when there was no VCRs even, I can relate yeah, no. to Edna. I did not want to also sit and chat with my parents. Right. I yeah, imagine if Felix knew today that uh, could, that could compare and see that his daughter is even willing to sit through commercials without being able to skip commercials and uh, having maybe five channels to choose from. That's. Uh, I'm surprised that they didn't plug an ABC show in that clip. You know, I don't. They other than having them go on ABC, certain ABC yeah, shows. Yeah. Uh, they, I, you got to hand it to them. They never like shamelessly in dialogue, just plugged ABC product. Yeah. So now Oscar comes home and he's carrying his shoes and he drops one of them on the floor. He's in a grumpy mood. And he says four hours stacked up over Kennedy airport, four hours, two stewardesses reached retirement and refused to serve us. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Make me a sandwich. Will you? Oscar does not notice that Felix is looking all dejected. And she, he says, my daughter hates me. I'm thinking of jumping out the window. Oscar says, leave the sandwich on the ledge. <laughs> and then we go to credits, and then we get our first clip. Ooh, you're always exaggerating. Edna doesn't hate you. I can't talk to her about it. She won't talk to me. She has absolutely no interest whatsoever. I just well talk about not having anything to talk about. Felix, I have to unpack. <laughs> I'd help you, but I don't have a shovel. I don't understand. I can't make her laugh anymore. I said funny things like I'm multi-subjectival. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, I bought you some slippers from the plane. <laughs> You wore them home? Oh, hi, honey. Hi, Uncle Oscar. Hey, I brought you a present. You stole a life preserver? <laughs> oh, we blew it up. We played ring toss in the aisles. You know I can use it as a TV pillow. I'm not here. I just, I don't exist for her. Felix, I'm starving. Make me something to eat. Then we'll My heart is breaking. He talks about eating. We'll talk about your heart breaking over something to eat. Can I hang up your bag? I'm sure there's plenty of room in your closet. <laughs> And unpack it. Oh, stop saying it. It was a bad night as it was. Four hours over Kennedy had rained at the sink. And I think I picked up the wrong bag. Darling, do you think it's the best idea in the world for you to watch Uncle Oscar eat? You could be scarred for life. Did you have fun in Chicago, Uncle Oscar? Yeah. Tell us about Chicago. What'd you do in Chicago? Oh, hacked around. <laughs> what else did you do? Oh, this and that. You go anyplace special? Yeah, here and there. But mostly hacked around. Wow, what a great trip. Where are you going? Back to the TV. The commercial's over. <laughs> Nothing wrong with her. We have great conversations. Since when have you been hacking around? What's the matter with you? She talks. She just doesn't want to have a deep intellectual conversation every minute of every day. I only get to see her on weekends. All she's interested in is TV. She likes David Cassidy more than me. So do I. <laughs> All right, what can I do? Help me, Pop. Help me to find out whatever it is she's interested in, then I'll get interested in it, and I can become part of her life. Why don't you get her involved with something that you're interested in, make a part of your life? I tried, I tried. Tried to get her interested in opera, ballet. Gloria said I was forcing artistic things down her throat. She's right. Well, I was willing to compromise. I watched TV with her, The Six Wives of Henry VIII. The only part she liked was when they chopped the heads off. That was the best part. Felix, she's just a kid. Don't you remember when you were a kid? Or were you born stuffy? Maybe I was. I'm a boring father. I suppose I was a boring child, too. 
Whenever we played house, I was always the butler. But now you're a success. Does she know about your work? She knows I'm a commercial photographer. Portrait's a specialty. Yes, but has she ever seen you do it? Maybe she'd become interested in photography. I'll do it. I'll take her with me to work. I'm doing a portrait tomorrow. Edna, is there a commercial yet? A few things. First of all, I looked up while during playing that clip. Donny Oatman is only seven months older than Pamela Ferndon. Okay. So I guess... You know, I'm probably just reading too much, projecting onto it, assuming she's older but also like this is more of a yeah she could also see more of a teenage yeah, manner I, well yeah. she could just even seven months of that age That's she true. could see more yeah um so in there we did get a kind of a plug for an abc show because david cassidy was on partridge uh-huh. family okay, so there's go. lots of sight gags in that clip uh when he unpacks all he does is throw all the clothes in the closet <laughs> Uh, when he hands Felix slippers, Felix takes a tennis oh, racket so that That's... he could put the slippers and not touch them on the tennis racket. But it's it's those you know airplane slippers, like the so- they're socks basically that I associate more with hospitals now than airplanes. But like you know it's kind of socks, you big thick socks you put on over your socks that you can wear as slippers. So he's got them on his feet that he's obviously walked <laughs> from off the plane with you know and. That's even pushing it for Oscar to like offer those to Felix. Uh, when Oscar says he picked up the wrong bag, he's holding up sequin dresses. Yeah, that's that the big. Are clear it's like the Gary, Gary. Uh, and my favorite line in there is when Felix says he was the butler. Yes, that's such a perfect <laughs> Felix thing. Um, one reference I, I, I enjoyed is that uh, the Six Wives of Henry VIII was not just a famous story, but was a, an actual mini series. Like a piece. PBS uh, popular on PBS right yeah, in 19, yeah. I just I just looked it up in 1970 so so we have a new scene Felix and Edna are in the living room and Felix is packing up his equipment because they're going to go to this photo shoot and Edna is helping out but Felix is betting barely letting her touch anything he says well you're going to have a lot of fun with your old man today and she says you mean you're really going to let me help Felix says absolutely you're my chief assistant so she starts to put the light meter around her neck, but Felix stops her and says it goes around daddy's neck. Then she grabs a lamp and he tells her to be careful. Then the extension piece of the lamp slams down and Felix says, darling, what are you doing? I told you to be careful. Now go say goodbye to your uncle Oscar. So she walks over to him. He's at his desk and he asks her if no, sorry, she asks him if he's going to coach his boys club team today. Oscar says he is, and he invites her to watch, and she says yes. He says he will pick her up at 1 o'clock. But Felix says we'll see about that. They're going to go to a man's house, and maybe she will want to watch him work all day. Felix says he's doing the portrait of a big insurance salesman and his family who he has never met, which is an important setup for a, a whole scene of visual gags later. Right. Felix says it's interesting that he meets many new people in his business. He asks Edna if it will be fun to meet new people with them. She says, I guess. Oscar asks, asks the address, and Felix says, Three River Drive. This, which I've never noticed, infuriated me because <laughs> there's no such thing as Three River Drive in New York. There's Three right. Riverside Drive, but that is not where he's going. Right. So Oscar should be saying, where is that? What town is that in? <laughs> where is Three River Drive? And how is he going to get her? Because we later see it is in the suburbs. Well, yeah, this is my question. I didn't now when you just read the dialogue, I didn't notice from before. Did he said the house of a? I have to go to someone's house. Uh, he does you say have, right? house. I don't. I didn't take that he meant that literally. I but it turns out to be literal. Yes. And and as we'll see, the establishing shot they use next as they go to said house is so obviously los angeles <laughs> right <laughs> it is but, looks like nothing i mean maybe the new york suburbs but but regardless of any of that even if that was all none of that was seen right. you can't say three river drive in new york city to someone and right. even they're going to well, say do you mean riverside drive i guess that's their way of acknowledging that it's not in the city or but why not just make it in the city why not say it's uh, i don't know why could it have to be eat- <laughs> people could be in an apartment there's no reason it had to be not in the city it was it was unnecessary yeah. 
Well, it's one of many questions I have about this whole episode we're about to go into. Okay. I mean, the whole, uh, the segment, this uh, right. part I, of the episode. It's an odd segment, but I like it. But anyway, so that was just like, why does Oscar not want to know what Three River Drive is? Anyway, uh, or it could have been a, I thought it could, maybe he was supposed to say Riverside Drive and feel and Tony Randall goofed, but. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they just had once they gave up on 1049 Park Avenue, which we don't know if they have yet. We're waiting to see if they say the address again, but maybe they had like a no address policy, like a 555 policy, you know, on addresses. So Edna goes to take Felix's bag, but Felix says, Daddy will take the bag. You just take the lamp. And as she walks out the door, she hits the lamp on the door and Felix says, be careful, darling. You'll nick both the door and the lamp. Here we go, darling. We're going to have fun. Oscar, so this is a pattern he sets up that he keeps saying, darling, sweetheart every time he criticizes her yes oscar yells out to them yeah you're going to have fun you're going to have a great time a barrel laughs i hope they have tv so now we have a new scene he says that to himself i hope yes yes the last line he says to himself the first few lines he says to them because he knows they're not gonna have the time so there's a new scene a cab pulls up to a house in the suburbs or los angeles so before playing the clip uh, we have to explain that the family Felix is going to photograph is a married couple of two little people, because that's the, whole, little the, whole, the yes. whole basis of this joke, of this scene, is a fact. There's a lot of clever, I think clever, gags about little people, which aren't or as at insulting least as... perceptions of little people. Yes. I, the, the gags are not making fun of them as much as making fun of people who get uncomfortable or don't know how to interact around little people. Um, and then there's a son who's not a little person. So we'll play the clip and then talk about it. How do you do? I'm Felix Unger. I'm Brian Albertson. You must be the photographer. Yes, yes. Won't you come in? <laughs> My wife and I will be ready in one minute. Fine, fine. Daddy, he's, he's a, a client. Darling, this is a wonderful opportunity for you to see me at work. Now, you'll see how I put them completely at their ease. That's the secret of a good portrait. Well, what should I do? Don't stare. He's so cute. I'd like to pick him up. None of that. What are you doing, sweetheart? That's not a toy. Don't play with that. This lamp is set, sweetheart. Can I look in the camera? Yes, sweetheart. Of course you can. That's what I want you to do. I want you to find out how daddy works, sweetheart. Darling, looking in the camera and putting your fingers on the lens are not the same thing. <laughs> looking is one thing. Touching the lens is something else again, sweetheart. Now I want you to see how Daddy looks in the camera and you'll see, sweetheart. You're standing on a wire, sweetheart. That's the second time you've stood on a wire. Are your shoes too thick? You can't feel wire through them. Is that what it is, sweetheart? No. Then don't stand on a wire. Now I think we're all set. Sweetheart, are you feeling heat on the back of your neck? <laughs> That's because you're standing in front of a lamp, darling. Don't stand, stand over here. Don't, hop over the wire. Hop over the other wire. There you are. Now I think we're just about set. Ready, Mr. Runder? Anytime you're ready, Mr. Albertson. Yes, sir. Hey, just watch me. Don't stare. You just see. <laughs> Mr. Runger, this oh. is my wife. Oh, so very nice to meet you. Yes. And I'd like you to meet my very able assistant, Edna Unger. Uh, your wife? Hello. No, this is my daughter. She's tall for her age. Wow. <laughs> She's going to help me by standing on a wire. Yes. Uh, do we look all right? Oh, yes. I just love your little suit. Your, your tie is so perfect. Just nice. Oh, yes. Thank you. All right, Mrs. Albertson, would you like to hop up? And would you like to get on the chair? <laughs> Mr. Albertson, would you stand over here right here next to her? And I think we'll be all set. Yes, we are. A little close, a little close. There we are. That's nice. That's very, very good. All right. Now we're just about set. All right. That looks very good. Oh, now, wait, wait. Our son is coming. Oh, oh, yes, yes. This is a family portrait, isn't it? Wilfred! Oh, I should like very much to meet Wilfred. <clears throat> oh. Oh, oh, you're perfectly normal. You're... Stand over here. Everything will be fine now. And we're all getting ready now. Now, here we are. That's it. And there is Wilfred. 
and there is Mr. and Mrs. Alfredson, and there is Wilfred, and there is... All right, now, Wilfred, could you just scrooch down just a little bit? A little bit lower, a little bit lower, that's fine. That's fine. No, 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 my assistant will get it. We're all fine now. And here... I think we're going to start the game a little earlier, so... Oh. Oh, what an honor, Oscar Madison, the sports writer. Come in. Don't stare, don't stare. Don't stare. Yes, I mean, there we are. Drop your glove. What? Trust me, drop your glove. I'll pick it up. Mrs. Albertson, this is Oscar Madison. Oh. And this is their son, Wilfred. Up to Wilfred. Yes. Yes. yes, there we are. Pick it up, pick it up. And this is Mr. Albertson. Oh. Is that it? Yes. Oscar Madison. Hey, we read your column. Thank you. Nice to know you all. Don't stare, don't stare. Dad, can I talk today with Uncle Oscar? But you haven't seen me make the portrait yet, sweetheart. Oh, yeah, we've got time for a couple of pictures. Okay. All right, well, if you'll stand over here, don't step on the wire, don't step on the wire. Here we go, don't stare. There we are. Now, everybody, now scrooch down, Wilfred. Now, I think we're all set. Good. Now, everybody, nice big smile. Relax, easy. Everybody say midget. Aha! No, I really like that scene. I don't know what you think, but I know it's like there's a parts of it that make you quit. But he there's I, I think it's not making fun of little people. It's making fun of Felix. And it's done in a way that I think is endearing. I think it's it's borderline. <laughs> it depends on how you take it. Right. I can I can see if some people might it wouldn't pass muster today, maybe. But ultimately, I think the next scene is crucial. Um, yes. Yeah. In kind of softening it over and where Mr. Albertson kind of, Don't spoil. you know, absolves <laughs> Felix and the emphasis is put more on Felix's um, problems. Um, but uh, I, yeah, it is, I mean, it's, it's hard not to laugh because of the tension and in a way the, the I think our looking at it today, I find it even more cringeworthy comedy. You know, like last week I was surprised. I'd never thought of odd couple like this, but when, uh, something much less embarrassing when Felix was just embarrassing himself talking to Alan Ludden and Betty White, also using a handkerchief and a funny yeah, way. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Tony Randall likes to do the handkerchief bit, drop the handkerchief. Um, that scene reminded me of cringe comedy like Ricky Gervais or Larry David. And this is totally like a Ricky Gervais kind of moment where he's trying to be PC, you know, <laughs> trying, you know, trying to be sensitive in a, in a modern way, but cannot withhold his his instinctive um insensitivity uh and um so it, it does definitely work on that level of kind of uh cringe comedy um and <laughs> just happens say everybody say midget which is like the word that has been like underneath everything like waiting to jump out it's totally implausible but it's it, it the way Antonio Randall does it is is so embarrassing and and therefore funny the other side gags that are funny there felix throws his handkerchief on the floor when he wants to to bend down to shake their hands and then he he hits oscar's glove the second time out of his hand when he goes to yes. meet mr abelson which is very funny he makes oscar uh, drop his glove to do that and oscar barely knows what's going on <laughs> and felix uh when he's saying there's wilfred there's the albertsons he's moving his camera up and down because he can't get them both in the frame which was also funny yeah so he has to keep go moving up and down with the camera so mr albertson albertson is played by frank delfino whose acting career dates back to 1955 he played a lot of leprechauns spacemen boys and circus performers but of course that but he was, was most yeah. known for playing the hamburger hamburglar for Ooh. 20 years in mcdonald's ads really Ooh. yes and mrs albertson is played by his real life wife sadie uh who has fewer credits but they worked as stand-ins for bobby and cindy brady on the brady bunch uh, together huh. as a pair that is interesting you know it's funny that that's so the uh Remember the Seinfeld episode with uh, uh, oh, Kramer's friend, yes. uh, Mickey, who's yes. a little person? Yes. Uh, they did a whole episode about uh, Stay, yes. oh, actors it, who are little people who yes. stand in for child stars yes. on TV yes. shows. Yeah, and heighten their, their you know, right. get, get lifts. That's like a big, right. they don't know. Wilford is played by Stephen Liss, who was a child actor in the 60s, quite busy, Flipper, Gunsmoke, Invaders, My Three Sons. I, I'm going to be a little harsh and say I don't think he... Uh, 
think child acting was about it for him. I think as he, he grew up. Lot, yes. Yeah. Doesn't get a lot to do also in this episode. So we have a new scene. Wilfred and Mr. Albertson walk into the living room. Felix says, nice to meet you, Wilfred. And Wilfred gruffly says, yeah, and leaves. Mr. Albertson says, be sure to be home by midnight, son. And when you bring the car back, don't forget to pull the seat up. Oh, that son of mine, he just won't talk to me. Felix says, Edna would rather go watch a ball game than watch me take a picture, but that's my fault, of course. It's all my fault. Mr. Albertson, I'd like to apologize. And Albertson says, ah, forget it. Once you stop being so uptight, we had a very good session. I don't really understand that line. Is that just because he said midget? Like, like what, what? what is he referring to there? Um, well, I, I think this is, as I was saying before, like this scene is very necessary to kind of uh, smooth over the previous scene, which is to acknowledge that it was Felix, Felix was the problem. And it's th this little scene is, it's a nice little scene, but it's- a Don't call it a little scene. It. Sorry, right. I mean, it is- <laughs> it, <laughs> uh, God. Um, Mr. Albertson, this gives up Mr. Albertson a chance to absolve Felix in a way to forgive him which he does explicitly basically, you know, don't, you know, it was fine. And, but he does remind him that you were being very uptight. And once you stopped being uptight, treated us like normal people, then everything was fine. Oh, uh, the other bit at mean. the beginning of the scene, that's crucial moment too, with Wilfred, who is really pissed off. At Felix, like just looks at Felix like, and uh, is really insulted uh, on his parents' behalf. So I think those touches are good at acknowledging how, uh, cringy uh, Felix's the whole scene See, was of that comedy. I didn't pick. I don't. I'm not sure. I agree with you on that. Okay. I think he's grunting and gruff just because. And we hear that later from Mr. Albertson that that's just because he's a teenage yeah. boy. Right, but it is directed. There's clearly a second where it's directed at. Felix, yeah, I guess where so. Felix is the one saying, "Hey, goodbye." Well, Fernie's like, "Yeah." I mean, so, it would be. It would make sense. I guess it, so. I didn't think about that. Maybe you're right. Felix Mr. Albertson is more gracious and does not hold a grudge. But I think Wilford being a kid is not as, uh, as gracious. So Felix says it will be a very good portrait. I know that I'm a good photographer. I'm just not a very good father. And Mr. Albertson says, oh, it's hard to be a parent. And Felix says, I just can't seem to communicate with her. Albertson says, Wilford grunts. Now, how do you talk to grunts? Felix shrugs, which the audience enjoys too much they really laugh <laughs> when he shrugs which i find i don't not sure why they think that's so funny he gives i don't well i think he doesn't in a kind of yeah yeah it's a funny <laughs> a way but it's exaggerated but manner, yeah. i i thought the laughter was yeah strange much bigger than the actual laugh felix says edna has so few interests i don't know when i was a kid i loved photography and i still do i guess the thing to do is wait until they get excited about something and then help them all we can is that it Mr. Albertson says, right, but the important thing is not to blame yourself. You're a good man, Mr. Unger. Felix says, thank you. Albertson says, let's have a cup of coffee. Felix says, thank you again. Says, thank you. I'm very glad I met you, Mr. Albertson. You're a very nice man. He says, the smaller they are, the nicer they are. Oh, say, Mr. Unger, have you thought about your insurance needs this year? <laughs> you know, we at Mutual of Rhode Island have a policy, which I think you'd be very much interested in. Shall we go talk about it? Felix says, yeah, well, it's the sort of thing a man does put off, I know. So the right, end so of I his, think, yeah. yeah. I think this is funny and also very strange to me. There is a kind of running gag in early 70s comedy about insurance men who are just waiting to corner you at any yes. moment to sell you a life insurance policy. Um, that's what makes Allen. them good insurance men, right? Right, of course. But it's like, uh, I think in Woody Allen's Take the Money and Run, it's like Virgil, the character who's always in jail, gets sentenced to like, you know, to uh, two hours sitting in a cell with an insurance salesman. <laughs> uh, so that's like this running gag. It's like that's hell to be cornered by an insurance salesman at, at some inconvenient time. Um, and what's weird is that Mr. Albertson is a very nice man. And he again absolves Felix by saying, you're a good good man, good person, right? Uh, smooths over the other incident. And that then says, hey, have you thought about your insurance? So it kind of throws in a question whether this is all like his way of getting another client, you know? It, it seems like what a, I don't know, I guess that seems what an insurance man would do. But you're right. Do, most, most other people, like if you sell shoes or you sell 
paper like the office or something right. you probably wouldn't ask him yeah maybe i don't know but you're right i but know it, there's it, insurance jokes it also answers my question early on which is why felix made such a big deal of we're going to take a picture of a famous insurance he doesn't uh, say famous he says important important insurance yeah, right yeah. it's like really what, what? Uh, but I guess that's why did they make him an insurance salesman? It's probably just for this gag. I think yeah. so. That's right. Um, and who came up? Like, like, it's like, and they also came up with like, all right, let's just make him a small person, a middle little person too. It's like, how did right. that even come about? I guess well, there's, and, they had to do something to make the scene right. interesting. And the reason we're asking these questions is that this part, which I had forgotten, I thought when I went into this episode, all I remembered was what we're going on to the umpire yeah. thing. That's yeah. what I thought it was, it was all going to be about. And I forgot there's this other attempt he makes to get Edna interested, which is like just as long. This is yeah. like act two. It almost right? seems had, like, yeah, it seems like. Had act one was yeah. like, I have a, I, my daughter hates me. Act two is let me try to make her a photographer. And then act three is the umpire bit. And so this has no consequence for the rest of the episode. It's a completely standalone yes. scene. Yeah. And I agree. It's like, I don't know which idea came first. Like, let's have Edna go on a photography trip. And then how do we make that funny? And like, oh, what if the clients are little people and Felix doesn't know how to handle that? So that seems how it would go. And then the insurance thing is like the last afterthought, maybe. So we have a new scene. See the San Remo again. Oscar and Edna are in the kitchen. Edna has dirt on her face. And he hands her a soda. And they're smiling. And Edna says, I still think the third baseman is cuter. Oscar says, Billy Parks, he looks like a chipmunk. Edna says, I like his personality. And Oscar says, hey, what about that Eddie Thomas? I think he's got eyes for you. And Edna says, I think I'll wait till he gets rid of the, his braces. Oscar says, hey, honey, are you really going to see this thing through? Edna says, sure. Oscar says, good, because it's going to make your father very happy. He's been waiting for you to take an interest in something. See? And then Felix comes home, and that's when we play our next clip. Edna, what happened? You're messy. Just have a little fun, that's all. The best thing happened today, Dad. I know what I want to do. I want to be an umpire. Go, go get cleaned up, sweetheart. Better than hacking around, at least she has an interest. I'm grateful you didn't take her to the pink pussycat. My daughter, the umpire. Felix's phase is going to last about 20 minutes. She's only interested in baseball because there are boys her age on the team. That's all. She's in love with a boy who looks like a chipmunk. So what should I do? Stuff my cheeks with nuts? You can stop worrying about being a good parent or a bad parent. Just be a conscientious parent. She wants to be an umpire? Go along with it. Well, it is an interest, isn't it? Something. But I don't know anything about it. Hey, maybe you'll teach me. Oh, yeah, no. then I could teach her. Then we'd have something in common. We could communicate. Yes, I'd love to, but I got an interview no, this no. afternoon. You want to interview me at the Home for Unloved Fathers? Oh, God, let's hurry up. Yeah. What? what do I do if I'm an umpire? Well, first you have to say, play ball. Can you say that? Play ball? Yeah, fine. No, that's okay. should have a nice Play ball! Fine, that's enough. That's enough. Chesty boys. Play ball! It doesn't matter, as long as it's loud, as long as they can hear. Play ball! <laughs> Okay. When do I yell play ball? Well, that's to start the game. Well, do they give me a cue so I know when to do it? Oh, they play the Star Spangled Banner, then you yell play ball. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Come do what? Come on, let's rehearse it. You sing it. Sing it? Yeah, yeah, come on. Or the land of the free, free, and the home of the Now, there are only two hand signals you have to know. So yeah. you're safe and out. That's the only thing that's okay. really important, okay? So this is safe. Okay. Safe! Ah, not unlike the wing spread of the California condor, isn't it? <laughs> Did you know that's an endangered species? I'm going to endanger your species if you don't listen. Now, do us safe. Come on. And safe! It's with the front of stand. Come on, do us safe, right? Safe! Now it's Gene Kelly. Just do it. You can do us safe. The second is out. Yeah, this is out. You're out! See, that's like a hitchhiker. You're out! <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if the umpire did that and the little car came out in the field, he got in the car and drove away? <laughs> oh. Oh. Don't be 
catch you a little just because the old hunger humor is bubbling to the surface. Yes, I am. I'm not time. Now, come on, we're going to go. Yes. All right, so what else we do? Next thing you do is you brush off the plate. Oh, I'd like that. Yeah, I knew you would. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's it. Forget there. the spot, will you, please? Okay, now, this is the strike zone. Yeah. Get behind me. Right here, please. Yeah. Now, you got to swallow the boys. got to hit every point. <laughs> Dust it, polish it, and dump it in your condo. So there's some funny sight gags there. My favorite is the Felix's dance maneuvers when he calls safe, the Gene safe Kelly is... and Fred Astaire. Right. He just kind of sways into it like it's more of like a Bob Fosse kind of move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love those. Um, and then the the last scene when Felix when Oscar runs out is because Felix is trying to clean the pillow, which is the plate. Between, right. like from behind in between oscar's legs like right oscar's cannot... playing catcher and felix yeah. can't stop dusting the pillow, right. Right. the home plate uh yeah of course this is just you know another one of those great um kind of developed through improvisation probably tony randall jack klugman bits one character teaching the other yeah uh and and resembles in many ways uh, that an episode that resembles this episode you know it's funny wasn't it just recently we were talking about Felix trying to bond with his child through sports and have to learn about sports from Oscar. Isn't there another episode that has very similar? Oh, the football bond? one? The, yes. yes. <laughs> the one with football. Doesn't this resemble yeah. that episode in many ways? Some ways, mm. but yeah. Um, and stuff it in your condor for some reason. <laughs> that that line was dubbed in also. Uh, probably because there was such there was a big laugh. You know, yeah. the audience was loud. So the next scene, Oscar and Murray are in the living room and Murray has a sweatshirt on that says assistant coach while Oscar has a sweatshirt on that says coach. Murray's trying to do jumping jacks, but he cannot sink up his arms and his legs. <laughs> so his arms go up and then his legs go together and then his arms come down, then his legs go apart. Funny, it's it's, it's a, very funny. Yeah, I remember as soon as I saw Murray in that outfit, I remembered that bit. He his, he can't do his arms and legs at the same time. <laughs> They're the I, slowest jumping jacks ever recorded. Oscar says, have you ever considered ballet? And mm -hmm. then he says, Edna, hurry up, will you? We're going to be late. And she comes running out yeah. to a ta-da music cue, which is completely unnecessary. Yeah. You know, I never, every now and notice now and then, like, there's so, I wonder if other sitcoms at the time, like live act, live camera, live audience sitcoms, had this much random music I cues. I don't. The ones I watched do not. More than I remember, yeah. Uh, it's a cheesy cue. And then she's in her new umpire's uniform and she says, play ball. Oscar says she looks terrific. Edna says she cannot get the tie straight. Oscar says, don't worry about that. No one will notice. Murray asks if Felix is going to meet them there, but Oscar says he's covering a wedding today and cannot make it. Murray says it's too bad he will miss his daughter's first ball game. And at that moment, Felix walks in. He says he couldn't miss the game. He gave his camera to the best man. And he's thrilled at how she looks in her outfit, but he does straighten her tie. And Edna is clearly not happy to see him because she knows he will embarrass her. By the way, if you were at that, if you were the, the family of that wedding and you yeah, hired I, a professional yes, photographer yes. who just said, you know what, I need to go watch my kid's game. I'm going to give this camera to just some rando. <laughs> and it's very still... unprofessional for Felix, who's <laughs> a very professional yeah. photographer. Yes, yeah, indeed. So next we see stock footage of some sort of Little League game. And we hear Edna say play ball, which I feel like is the same play ball we heard earlier <laughs> when she came out. They just played, they record, they, they repeated the, what, the recording of the scene. Yeah. And then we have our final clip. Jason, you came out onto the field again. Well, the third baseman called my little girl cockeyed. She has beautiful eyes. She has my eyes. You shouldn't have hollered at the kid. Well, I was just teaching him a lesson in manners, the little rowdy. Look at that. Look at that. He came through the living room with his spikes on. How could you do such a thing? It's easy. See, you step Oh, no, 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 Ruined the Please. game and you embarrassed that most people yell at the umpire, go soak your head. You said go fix your hair. The ribbon was coming loose. He was trying so hard. Oh, 
I was trying so hard. Never talk to me. Good for her. Uncle Oscar, I'm home. You see, she doesn't even mention my name. Here, Edna. Is Dad here? Yes, Edna. I don't want to talk to him. She hates me. All right, wait here. I'll be right back. But not with your spikes on. Take your spikes. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yes, he did. It's so embarrassing. Was it really that important to you, Edna, being an umpire? Well, sure. I guess so. You know what I think? I think it was a whim to impress Billy Parks. You're right. Billy didn't even like me in this outfit. Neither did your father. Then why did he buy it for me and all the other stuff? Because he loves you, and he wants to share your interests with you, even if he doesn't agree with them. Listen, if you wanted to go into the circus, you know what I think he'd buy you an elephant? If you wanted to be a hard carrier, he'd buy you a hard. I mean, what other father would buy a man's black suit for his daughter? You want to talk to him? What's the talk, Dad? Hello. Hello. Why did you check me from the ballpark? <laughs> Thomas? The boy who bit you. Look, suppose I... Suppose I promise that I'll try to change. I guess if you didn't bug me, I wouldn't love you. Hmm. I love you too, sweetheart. Would you do your old man a big favor? Sure. Take off your spikes? <laughs> Not on the table, sweetheart. Not on the table. So more visuals here. An Oscar tap dances on the rug and his pleats after <laughs> well, Felix. Thankfully, passing. Felix narrates. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, he doing? does. Yes, you're yes. tap dancing. Oh my god! Uh, the way Felix stumbles into the living room after Oscar tells mm -hmm. him she wants to talk, and he kind of camera falls off him. Uh, the laugh in the middle is when Edna says, "Edna says Felix is," and then she doesn't say anything, but she's moving her hand. She shakes. She's her rolling hand her hand. Yes. Yeah. So he's kind uh, of like. So, so. See, I'm showing you, Ted. Yes, but, uh, I know, and I'm showing you. It, but they can't yes, see that. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, she's, it's like an iffy, iffy yeah. thing. So the tag is that Felix is saying goodbye to Edna. He's telling her to work hard at school, and she is saying, don't worry, Dad, and Mom is waiting downstairs. Oscar says goodbye from the kitchen, and she says goodbye. Felix says to give Leonard a great big kiss from him, and he kisses her on the cheek. And then she leaves. He tells Oscar, Felix tells Oscar, she's going to hang up her mask and retire. And he says next weekend they're going to go here and there, do this and that, and just hack around. I had to look up. Hack around really was a, was a, it a thing then? A, 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 a slang phrase from. I I don't. It seems like they're making fun of it as a seventies thing, but it, from what I saw, it dates back. You know, it's like I don't know Damon Runyon kind of stuff. I don't know. Oh, like twenties. I don't know. I'll have, have to do a little more research into it. I I did never. I've never heard that. I've only heard it from the show. I think. Yeah, but, but it's funny. I the way they what, use it is funny. Yeah, uh, I like this episode. Um, I actually give it four out of five. Murray's. Um, the teaching scene is great. I do really like 
the scene at the Albertsons, um, and the end scene is good. And I like the sweetness to it. I like the fact that, you know, we talked about this before, like this is a sitcom that was willing to embrace single fatherhood and talk about these themes and show parents loving one and parents loving their children and not just making fun of them or, you know, having real emotional moments with them, which Felix obviously is the only one who's doing that. Um, but they do it a fair amount and I, and I like it. So I give it four out of five Murray's. Um, yeah, I don't like it quite as much, although you make a lot of good points. Um, I mean, for one thing, it is, to me, I can't get over that it's a, it is a retread of what they did with Leonard. It's the same idea, even I, with the sports. Okay. But, you know. Doesn't um, bother me as much as you. Most people would not have just seen that episode <laughs> the year before when they were watching this one. It's amazing how much, like with the, like with the inconsistencies, right? These sitcoms were made. Uh, never assuming that the audience would necessarily remember <laughs> uh, details, at least, of, of previous episodes. Um, so that that loses a point somewhere for me that it's such a retread of the same plot. But they do find new variations in that. Um, the Oscar teaching Felix how to umpire is great, even though Felix is never going to be the umpire. He keeps, you know, he keeps saying like, uh, what do I do now? What do I do now? Right. That's fair. I guess it's not <laughs> um, fair. It's, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yes. It's a stretch, but they 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 made it. It's obviously a great scene. Um, the Albertson scene is remarkable in many ways. <laughs> Definitely made me laugh. But it, it's the kind of scene where I I wouldn't necessarily recommend that for everyone. Uh, it would, you know, different people are going to feel differently about that these days. Uh, but I do agree with you that the ending, it ends very strongly because it's one of those great Jack Klugman moments where he gets to be, where first of all, he gets to show the sweet side of his character. And he also is the broker and the mediator, the peacemaker, much as he did in the Leonard episode where he's the one who has to go to Felix's kid and say, hey, you know, he's crazy, but he loves you. Uh, but he just does it so well and it brings everything together so nicely. So I'd say three and a half. All right. That's not that far. Um that's not that far away from me. Like it matters. Yeah. I mean, you, you could be very far away from me. That's not a, that's not a problem. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so if you have any feedback, please uh, remember you can email us at 1049pod at gmail.com. And uh, we hope you will leave some good reviews and ratings for us on iTunes. And remember, Garrett, up for Wilfred. I'm going to go hack around, Ted. Bye.